Hello and welcome back to another episode of Vikings Happy Hour, sponsored by Lake Monster Brewing, Eastside Jiu-Jitsu, and that's Badass Wood Art. Remember to use promo code CTPOCKET for 25% off any one item at that'sbadasswoodart.com. Keep the conversation moving here. You, you mentioned TJ Hawkinson, so that feels like a good transition uh, from my side. Cole Kmet from the Bears signed a four-year $50 million contract on Wednesday, which leaves at least me wondering what the hell does a TJ Hawkinson contract extension look like? Cause if, if Kmet's going to get that, which puts him as a top 10 paid tight end in the NFL, like TJ, TJ Hawkinson in his camp, they have got to be pounding the table for top five money, which by the way, I, I went and looked top five money would put him, you know, between Dallas Goddard and Mark Andrews, probably in that 14 ish million dollar range. Um, but my guess is, is he's going to probably reset the market. Like you think he goes above uh, Darren Waller? Well, I guess I don't know his contract. Um, I didn't do as much prep as you did. So I I doubt he goes that high or maybe he does, but, uh, you know, these guys, they're always resetting the market, right? We all know the best tight end of the league is Travis Kelsey. We all know, you know, number two is somewhere between Mark Andrews and George Kittle, right? So, yeah. and, and then TJ is right there, right there at, at maybe even at two. You never know, right? So he, he deserves that money. Now you look at Cole Komet, he had a pretty darn good year last year. I mean, he, him and Jeffers, or, uh, Justin Fields, they were uh, really clicking last year at the end of the year. And, and I mean, I literally I was just looking at this from a fantasy, fantasy perspective just because, you know, dynasties and stuff that we're doing. Uh, and Cole Komet, I think, was like the number seven tight end in fantasy last year, right? So just to kind of show some of his value. Um, Dude, Josh Oliver, so, I didn't realize, made more than yeah. TJ Hawkinson. Mm-hmm. Well, right now, yeah. Let's, I mean, he just, got paid. he just got paid <laughs> off his rookie contract. Yeah, <laughs> TJ's on the rookie contract. So, yeah, yeah. So I would assume TJ is probably going to be somewhere in the 15. I think I, you know, you, me, and Miles talked about this at, on a show earlier this year uh, that we anticipated probably being somewhere in that 15 range. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, who knows? He might reset the market Which, just because why not? He, he, he deserves that. Like, he deserves to get paid that amount. Um, one thing Sounds that I wanted to me. Well, so I was going to pose this question to you flip because i did when that when that contract came out on wednesday about cole Komet, i tweeted like tj hawkinson's gonna be a rich man well our uh our founder of the show jason brown commented and said that a comp pick is incoming you, you think the vikings maybe just say thanks for your two years tj we'll take a third round pick for whatever contract you go ahead and sign with another team and you essentially... I, think, I think 15 million is the breaking point for that. I, I don't think you go above 15 million. I don't as think your wide receiver too, though, technically, right? Like yeah, that's he's fine. I mean, Mark Andrews is is making 14 million. Travis Kelsey is in that 15 million dollar range. George Kittle is in that 50 million dollar range. Those are t- those are wide receiver ones, basically. Those are receiving ones. But I mean, but those contracts are also two, three years old, right? Right. They reset the market at the time, and then now we got to re reset the market. And then Travis Kelsey next year is likely again at at demand 20, and it's just going to keep going up and up and up. Same breath. You know, you can say Lamar Jackson in the same breath as Patrick Mahomes. You can say Justin Herbert in the same breath um, as Josh Allen. Um, 
I don't think you can say TJ Hawkinson in the same breath as George Kittle and Travis Kelsey. And so I think there is a discount there where you're like, you can say, hey, you know, play one more year and let's get that comp pick. If you really think you're the best tight end in the league, a tight end who's going to reset the market, uh, it, it sounds a little rich to me. So what I'm what I'm hearing is Flip doesn't want TJ Hawkinson in our future if it's over 15 million. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And um, I think I'd add to that, like, I'm looking for four years. I'm not looking for like a two or three year extension. I would, I would agree with that. My, my only, my only point I would have to add here and I'm, I'm trying to pull it up. I think we're, I think you're, you're downplaying the effect that TJ had last year. Like he, his numbers since he joined the Vikings were like, they were top three. They were in the same sort of conversation as a Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. Now, I don't think TJ Hawkinson is is Travis Kelsey, but you could sell me on George Kittle range, especially mm-hmm. in a full season here. And and see the reason why I like Hawkinson and actually kind of liken him to a Kittle is where Kelsey doesn't do this as much, but Kelsey is just in another tier in my opinion. But is he is a phenomenal blocker? I mean, phenomenal for a tight end, right? Like. He can he can get in there and rough it up and and and, and do pass protection or run blocking um, with the best of the tight ends, right? With the George Kittle, I don't think he's as good as George Kittle is, but you know he's right there um, in in that. So you don't think he's that's as good what as George I'm saying Kittle? is like I'm saying as a as a blocker as okay. as a pure blocker. I think I think Kittle's a beast. So I mean, have you seen that guy just like react to anything? He's literally he's insane. also super so, goofy. Yeah, I, like that's what I mean. Like he's just like he's just wired differently, which makes him re- very effective at what he does, right? So, but I think TJ is like right there. So yeah. you know, I think with his ability to be a wide receiver too, essentially, or a top two target on a team with the blocking ability as a tight end, it gives me a little bit more leeway than maybe Flip is giving of like. Yeah, I'm okay if he yeah is at like 15, 16. Yeah, I don't really want him to reset the market either because again, that's rich. But if he does reset the market, I hope it's like had a five year deal, right? So where we have a lot more flexibility to move money around, get out of the contract early, and redo the deal for him later if needed. But you know, and try to you know have a little bit more leeway. Something that Kirk hasn't done for us in the past, which we've all said would have helped us like him more um, if we've had a little bit more flexibility with his contract. So hopefully TJ does that for us. Front load it because in five years, you'll be paying Jordan Addison his second contract. Five years, I mean, let's talk about the other investments they made. And I think that's what changes the equation is you do sign a a Josh Oliver. You do draft a Jordan Addison – in the first round where if for Jordan Addison to be a hit, he's going to be competing for the second most touches on the team this year. Yeah. Um, you know, so that, that is a near term thing where you may be looking at TJ Hawkinson as a third option behind Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison. If things go well, um, you may be, as it should be, as it right. should be. Right. So that puts a limit on how much you're willing to pay TJ as well. Last thing on the on the TJ Hawkinson thing because I I did find it uh, from the time he arrived in Minnesota to the end of the year, he ranked first in targets in the NFL, first in receptions, second in yards, and was tied for fifth 
uh, in touchdowns. So if that is an indicator of what this season is about to be, that's top three, top two type production from a tight end, and, and it, which to me says that he deserves uh, that kind of contract. So speaking of contracts. Um, Where, where'd you get those numbers from? You, you got PFF ultimate over there. <laughs> so do you. It's with climbing the pocket. You just log in. <laughs> um, speaking of contract extensions, let's uh, let's hear from Quasi on Justin Jefferson. Ongoing dialogue. I, I believe uh, we'll we'll speak with the representatives again again soon. We just got back to training camp, right? So there's no rush in, per se in, in that regards, but. Justin is, we, we, when we got here, there's certain types of players you want around. You know, players who love football, are great at football, uh, make their teammates better, um, just have that winning spirit. I'll, I'll never forget when I first talked to him, I first met him, he just talked about winning. And that that's what all you want around. So when you identify players like that, you try and find solutions to keep them around. We will do that as, as best we can as we go forward. And before we get into kind of what, what our thoughts are on that comment, Justin Jefferson was asked today as soon as he walked onto the field, um, you know, what about your contract to which, and this just screams leadership uh, top to bottom, but a classic, classic leadership answer from Justin Jefferson. That's not, that's not the, uh, the words that I have right now. Uh, it's really all about winning the Super Bowl, uh, you know, just, just getting the wins and uh, being with my team. Uh, the contract is going to play itself, and uh, I'm just out here to play football. Let's go. When have we seen that from our star player? Like Adrian Peterson, much love to what he did on the field. He would have held out. He would have been like, no, you pay me my money and then I'll show up. Justin Jefferson, he's setting an example for everybody on that team that says, yeah, I know I'm the best you know, wide receiver in football. I know that I'm going to break the bank when I get paid. But the most important thing is for me to be out here with my teammates, to be out here to try and win a Super Bowl. And that, it, this kills me to say, because I I love Stephon Diggs. I don't know if Diggs would have done that back then. I, I could be wrong. So I don't want to, I don't want to put words in Diggs' mouth like he wouldn't have done something like that. Isn't Diggs he leads. holding out right now? No, he's there. He's okay. there. Diggs leads in his own way. You know, <laughs> he's, he, he's a special, a special type of receiver. But what are you guys' thoughts on all of that? What are you laughing uh, about? Yeah, I, My uh, excitement? No, I, I'm, we're, yeah, we're not, we're not going to get into the big comments. Uh, no, Justin <laughs> Jefferson, I, I absolutely love everything you're saying about him. Um, I agree. Granted, we have two years to figure this out. So it's it's not something where he needs to be too rushed about it right now. And he even probably I don't think you that, do have two years. Like, technically, you have two years. But, like, you absolutely have two years. You, I, I feel like you owe him. I feel like you owe but him. You do. Like, yeah, let's get it done. And it, it's advantageous for us to do so because it's another year of where we can pay him now without other players getting paid and, and resetting the market even higher than it already is, right? Um, but we, in all reality, yeah, he can sit here and say, yeah, I'm not really worried about it because I'm going to get my fifth-year option picked up and, next, and then they'll have to pay me next year and it'll even cost even more money then. So, like... That's fair. I mean, That's sure, fair. he's saying the politically right thing, absolutely, and I hope he means what he says, where it's just about winning. And I do wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly believe that he believes that. 
Um, but he's also not as worried about it and not needing to worry about a holdout because he has him and his representatives to have two years to be able to figure out this contract. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Like it's, it's a, it should always be about winning and yeah, let your play do the talking and let your agents do what they're paid to do. And hopefully we can get him on a, again, another deal that can be advantageous a bit for us. Flip, you've seen all the receivers here in Minnesota thus far dating. So have we, but Moss, Diggs, Carter. Now we're here with Jefferson. What are your thoughts on how, how this is going to all play out in, in kind of Jefferson's comments today? Yeah, I think the difference between Jefferson and those other receivers is that at this point in his career, he is more mature than any of those receivers were. Maturity beyond his years. And, you know, I, I don't know the guy personally, but if I had to speculate, I'd say it's because he just comes from a long line of receivers at LSU. You know, it's not just Jamar Chase. It's Jarvis Landry. It's Odell Beckham. He has examples that he can follow and it doesn't just show up on the field I think the comment that Justin Jefferson makes about just wanting to win it's because he's taken care of his money up until this point he is very mature in the way he spends his money as well GQ has a series on YouTube how I spent my first million dollars which if you go watch that Justin Jefferson one half of it he put into savings right away And so when you got half your money in savings, that allows you to have flexibility to say, all I care about is winning. That allows you to have flexibility to say, you know what? You don't want to give me the deal this year. I I can go into next year and get an even bigger contract extension. Yeah. And I guess that's kind of Ryan's point, right? Like, I guess for Jefferson, there's no, he's going to get paid like at the end of the day. Well, and and he comes from a winning culture too, right? Like he came from a very high, I mean, maybe one of, if not the greatest football team or at least offensive football team of all time in college football. And they went and went on and won a national championship. So winning is, it's uh, very addicting. <laughs> so <laughs> for him, he's just sitting here itching. Like I want another championship. I want that feeling again, where, Instead of Joe Burrow, it's Kirk Cousins lighting up that stogie, right? Like he wants that feeling again, <laughs> and, and and it's gonna and it's gonna take uh, you know everything he has to be able to get us there too. I mean, he's a very integral part of this team, so he needs to be focused on that if that's his ultimate goal, which I'm sure it is. I'm purely speculating, but there's got to be like some slight motivation for Jefferson to be like, I have to win a, a Super Bowl before Burrow and Chase do. Like, <laughs> not just before, but like, look, those guys still talk. So at yeah. the end of the day, when their careers are over and they're, you know, over on the patio at the barbecue, they're not going to be talking about how much money they all made. They're going to be talking about the wins and the, and the Super yep. Bowls and the experience and even, and, and even like the Pro Bowls, those types of experiences that football gave them. Yeah. And so Justin wants that experience. He's motivated to get it. And I love that. Flip, yeah. I want to thank you for hopping on, man. I, We always love having you here and, and getting your opinion on things. I think it's just a fresh, different perspective. So I will. Uh, I know you're not on Twitter anymore, so we'll do a better job at getting you into the shows when we're recording. I'm in the uh, shadows. I'll come out when I'm needed. <laughs> Put up the bad signal. Um, for everybody watching, we, uh, we heard that 
what we saw that you didn't really care for the offensive preview. So there is no defensive preview coming. Um, we're just going to take it a day at a time here, but please be sure to like, and subscribe not only to the YouTube channel, but the podcast as well. Um, you can find us on Spotify, Apple podcasts, or anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Um, and until next time, Skull Vikings. Mm-hmm.